0: welcome to another episode of bucks and six a milwaukee bucks podcast brought to you by fans first sports network my name is steven dorf and alongside me as always is my co-host hershey Winkleman. check us out on social media we're on instagram and twitter at bucks and six ffsn and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either apple or spotify so check those out uh on this podcast we're going to be covering the uh the second Joe Prunty era in Milwaukee. We went two and one. We got to play the Cavs twice. We split that. And then we just beat the Pelicans tonight. Uh actually, you know, we killed them tonight. But Hirsch, um, I know a lot of us, or you know, some of us might have been expecting to see Doc Rivers by now, especially because he had his presser today. We'll, you know, talk about that later. But uh, what did you think from these three Joe Prunty games? Do you think that Maybe the Bucks should have just went with Joe Pronti. I know that would be kind of the hot take, or do you kind of just, you see him as just a really solid interim head coach?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I we've seen him in the past, obviously. Uh, this is his second stint at being our interim head coach. Uh, and when we fired Jason Kidd, he did a pretty good job, if I can remember correctly, at least uh, during that era. Uh, and this time around, I think, again, he did a great job. Uh, he only had three games, so it's not like he had, like, you know, half a season to really play with things and really mesh uh, and be that head coach. He only had three games, and the Bucs were, you know, they made it very clear that they wanted to find a new head coach quickly. So, obviously, he probably knew that his days were numbered being the interim head coach. Um, but I'm definitely hoping that Doc keeps him on the staff. I think he's done a good job. I'd like to see him stay, and, you know, he. I think it's crazy to say it, but I think in these last three games, he, he, like, looked better than AG did, like, all year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be that, or maybe just the team feels like, I mean, because you were saying that, you know, he had lost the locker room. Maybe it just kind of was like a breath of fresh air for the team, like, all right, we're free or whatever, but... Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I really hope that we keep Joe Prunty on the staff. I mean, you know, we we he's been in Milwaukee before. He's familiar with the system, and the players kind of seem to like him, at least based off tonight and you know the last two games. Honestly, the energy. I know we lost that second game to Cleveland, but the overall energy felt like it was there. Uh, the defense actually looked better than it had looked, and um, the offense looked pretty good too, especially tonight when Dame when Dame hits, this offense looks really good. This team looks. Like it's gonna be really tough to beat. Unfortunately, we haven't had enough consistent dame play, but like I said, that was not the case tonight, Hirsch. Uh, what do you expect to kind of see from Dame, I guess, moving forward?
1: Well, Dame Dame actually threw this Joe Ponte era uh for the at least the past three games. He's been pretty lights out. I think he dropped twenty eight against the Cavs in the first game and then twenty two. And now yeah, but was, he he had everyone had that in the second one. What do you say? Everyone
0: Everyone played bad in that uh, second Cavs game. I think he was like six of 20-something or whatever, seven of like 20-something in that game. It was ugly. But, yeah, I mean, when like when Dame looks good, sh- the team looks good. I just think that, uh, you know, we're, when we're going to talk about this, I guess more down the road, but I want to see Doc Rivers really, really utilize that pick and roll. Uh, I don't necessarily think we saw it too much with Joe Prunty still. I think it was a lot of isolation ball. That was kind of my only – concerns on offenses we there was a lot of just I don't want to say the spacing was bad necessarily but a lot of me me time or you know just my turn your turn action with Giannis Dame and Chris
1: and yeah I mean Giannis is always like he's been like he's always pretty consistent like we're not really gonna have Giannis like be inefficient and be bad offensively but I think you do make a good point that like whenever Dame is really like hitting and he's hitting his shots effectively you know, he gets hot early in the game, uh, like like we know how he likes to play the whole first quarter, you know, 12-point first quarter tonight. It seems like whenever he gets off to those, you know, 10, 11, 12-point first quarters, we're in for a big night. And, you know, we saw that tonight. We we saw that in that first game against the Cavaliers. Um And Brooke Lopez tonight as well, Steve. We've kind of been waiting for this. We've seen performances like this from Brooke in the past all the time. Uh, but tonight was really his first, like, unreal shooting night uh, of the year. He went six of nine from deep. That seems like the more vintage Brooke Lopez that, you know, I I, I know and remember and love. Um, he was really just pulling it from everywhere, Steve. They're, they're dumping it off to him on trails four steps behind the line, and he was pulling it, you know, with, with confidence and with ease. It seemed like every everything was going to go in for him. Uh, same thing with Bobby Portis tonight as well. His, his energy was incredible. Uh, it seemed like from the second he got into the game, he, he knew he was hot and he knew he was going to hit his shots because he came out his first his first possession. He hits a, a fadeaway jumper uh, mid range, and then the rest is history. I think he hit like uh, a bunch of threes tonight score. He he had a lot of points. So, yeah, just 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 the energy, like you mentioned, seeing a lot more uh, since AG got fired, Steve. One thing that we do have to mention, though, uh, in this Joe Prenti era is the the lack of the youth playing. You know, we're seeing a lot more uh, Pat Connington and Cameron Payne than we did with AG. Uh, I know Andre Jackson had 17 minutes tonight, but Marjan only had six, and I'm pretty sure they both were DNPs against the Cavaliers. So, Steve, are you kind of happy with that? Are you upset with it? Do you think that's going to change with Doc, or do you think they're kind of going to or they're kind of gonna uh stick with the veterans.
0: Yeah, I mean Doc was Doc said something about how he wanted to really utilize one of Marjan or Andre Jackson. So I don't know if that means one of them might be someone you know to look at as a potential trade target or trade asset for us. But yeah, uh, when Doc starts coaching, I expect you know one or if not both of them to give us some important minutes. I know you know we were talking about this earlier. You think that Andre Jackson is more likely to get traded? I don't know. I think that. They really like what he brings. He's a really unique type of player, where super super athletic can guard the one through four in theory, and uh, really good passer, playmaker, and all that stuff. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential there with Andre Jackson, but uh, it was good to see him play tonight. But yeah, with when Doc when Doc starts coaching on Monday, uh, yeah, Monday, I think that uh, you're gonna start. You're gonna see at least one of them play, get some significant minutes, just because you know we talked about this last year too, like every like good team needs like those young guys who are just going to bring the energy, those guys who play with literally nothing to lose Andre Jackson, Marjan. That could be, you know, those could be uh, the guys for us for that.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of agree. Um, Earlier in the year, I was big on Marjan kind of coming in and I kind of think I've, you know, changed my mind halfway through the year. Um, If it were up to me, I'd rather keep Andre Jackson. I think he's a better defender. Like you mentioned, can, can guard more positions, and I also think Andre uh Marjan Belchamp might garner more value in the open market uh if you were to trade one of the two, just because of you know the developments in his offensive game are a little bit uh farther along than Andre Jackson's. But yeah, I think you know trading one of them might be might be a good bet uh coming up here. Uh we'll definitely see though. But Doc Rivers is definitely gonna have something up his sleeve when it comes to these young guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I know I've been, you know, a huge advocate of Marjan and Andre really just keeping both of them. But I think, you know, with where I'm at, like, you know, mentally, my, my mental state with this team right now, uh, if we could get someone like an Alex Caruso, you know, specifically an Alex Caruso, really like I would trade either of them, uh, whatever draft picks, Pat Connington, whatever we need to do to make that happen. Cause I still think that, you know, after just watching some of these games, uh, recently, even after Adrian Griffin has been fired this team still kind of needs to figure out its defensive identity. Uh, And I just don't think they have like the right personnel. And we've said this recently on every, every episode really that the front three of Dame, Chris and Malik Beasley just isn't a good enough defensive trio Uh, or it's not a good enough offensive trio, even though it's great. It's not good enough offensively to make up for how bad it is on defense. Combine that with a weak defensive bench. I just think that we definitely need to make a move. For someone like an Alex Caruso. That's the number one guy that I have on my mind right now, the number one guy I want to target. I think that he would bring energy, shooting, and you know, that elite perimeter defender that this team desperately needs.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're definitely gonna have to make a move here coming up. Uh, but with that, let's take a break and we'll come back and preview Doc Rivers' first game uh in in Denver on Monday. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. Steven Dorf. Uh, Steve, let's preview this upcoming game here. Uh, Big one for Milwaukee, obviously not just because we're playing the reigning champions, but because it's also our new coach's first game uh, at the helm of this team. Definitely going to be interesting to watch. Giannis versus Jokic. Uh, Consensus, I think, you know, top two players in the world. I mean, Embiid might have somewhat of an argument, but I think Giannis and Jokic are the top two players in the world. Uh, a juggernaut in the East faces off against the juggernaut in the West. Steve, this, this, this should be interesting.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, you know, you pointed it out. This is first, uh, Doc's first game coaching us. I think that's going to be really the big storyline outside of, you know, the two M- or two former two time MVPs matching up, uh, maybe a potential finals matchup. If you know, this Doc Rivers thing does work out for us. Uh, you know how I feel about the situation with Doc, but, I'm going to do my best to be hopeful and positive from now on. Um, Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's exciting. Like we get to see a new coach What, like, what's not exciting about that. Uh, Someone like doc rivers, who like played in he played in uh, Marquette in college. So has like something, you know, some roots in the city Um, veteran head coach too. So, you know hopefully they can kind of just figure it out right you know right away i know doc is kind of known as more of like a culture setter at least recently he's kind of come to his last two franchises and had to build a culture there here he's coming into a team that you could say already has that established culture they just kind of need to get back on the right track figure out its defensive identity um I guess, you know, one thing I'm really expecting from this game is I, I expect to see the most Giannis and Dame pick and roll that we've seen all year. Uh, that's what Doc, you know, was, you know, formerly doing in Philadelphia with Embiid and Harden. It's what he did with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, the Lob City Clippers. Uh, yeah, I expect to see a lot, a lot, a lot of pick and roll Hirsch action between Giannis and Dame specifically, less than the the trio of our bigs.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's, you know, going to happen, especially with what he he's talked about on podcasts in the last 2 months. Uh, you know, regarding the Bucs, that's definitely one of the things that he he's mentioned over and over again is that there has to be more two-man game between Dame and Giannis. Um one thing I'm expecting to see is is more effort, both defensively and offensively. I think when you have a new coach, a guy who's a veteran, a well-respected uh former player and championship head coach, uh, coming into an organization like this, the players, the players cannot, you know, slack off and not, not try hard on defense. Like you have, this is this guy's first game. You got to try hard. You got to play hard for your new guy, uh, kind of show, you know, the rest of the NBA world that, you know, regardless of whether they think it's a mistake or not, that this is going to work. Uh, that's kind of what Dame and Giannis have to prove now. I mean, they at this point, they do have something to prove because the majority of the NBA media said this was, you know, a, a mistake for the team, that you know they're taking a step back. And I think Dame and Giannis at this point are going to have to show that with Doc Rivers at the helm, that things can get better. And I believe they can get better. I think they will get better. Um, and I think, you know, from AG, it only really gets better.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean come playoff time. I mean, that's at least where my can like real, real concerns come with doc. I think that we'll do fine in the regular season. We'll win a lot of games. We'll likely be a one, two or three seed in the East. Uh, For me. Yeah. It's just, can he make those like playoff adjustments come time? Are we going to need to make those? If our talent can kind of figure it itself out. I mean, you have Damian Lillard, you have Giannis. You think that uh, before the season, this is going to be one of the most prolific offensive duos ever. Uh, You know, like they're each, you know, doing their thing. They're both all-star starters. Dame, you might argue, is having a little bit of a down year, but yeah, I think at least offensively, the best is yet to come from Dame and Giannis. And I think that's a combination of bringing in a coach who's going to really exploit that pick and roll, as well as those guys just getting chemistry. Like you saw in that uh, second Cavs game, you know, with Chris and uh, Dame, where Chris was just lobbing stuff up to Giannis from half court and he was dunking it. Happened like four times. Like that's something that just that takes time. That's like the uh, you know the uh, process of. 11 years in building. So I don't, I don't think we're necessarily going to see the best of Giannis and Dame right now. I think playoff time is when, you know, you really hope that they turn it on Hirsch. Uh, And you just got to hope that Doc Rivers is going to be able to get them, you know, put them in situations so that they don't have to necessarily, you know, be forced to make adjustments to win series. I think that if they can kind of figure out that talent or that, that duo with all the talent they have, Hirsch, I mean, Doc's won a championship before. I mean, you know, that's why they've kind of brought a guy like that in. He has a, he has a ring back in 2008 with in, an extremely talented team with what you might want to call a big four. The last time he coached a big four was that Celtics team. So, um, yeah, I just want to see if Doc can be that guy in the playoffs, Hirsch. And I also want to see that pick and roll with Damon Giannis really, really be exploited. But if it gets stopped, I want them to be able to adjust and go to other things.
1: So is there really is there anything that, you know, Doc can do on Monday that would make you, you know, say that, you know, he coached a good game or 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 is it just going to always kind of be, you know, that the talent that he had that he has the talent. So these guys are going to win the games kind of on their own.
0: I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Like, again, with Doc, I'm not going to really be able to fully judge this guy until like playoffs because that's either going to be my I told you so moment or I ate my words, which I hope it's the latter. I I really, really hope that I'm wrong about this and that Doc Rivers, you know, still has that championship like like mindset in him isn't going to blow a game seven. Um, I, yeah, I just think that regular season games at this point for him, like he's shown everybody that he's elite at winning regular season games, ninth, ninth winningest coach of all time. So that's not my concern with him. Uh, yeah, I think the real test and like I said, same thing with, you know, when we had AG, my real test for this guy was the playoffs. Can he, you know, make the right moves, the right rotations, the right adjustments come playoff time. And I think that's just still the big question with doc rivers.
1: Yeah. Doc definitely has some questions. Um, you know, I think if we, if we win this game, you know, pretty handily, I, I definitely think Doc has to get, you know, some credit for that. Um, But I mean, I, and I think if also, if we win and it's close or we lose and it's close, I think, you know, that's kind of where coaching comes into play. So there's definitely going to be some things to look at uh, from Doc Rivers from this game, but it's definitely going to be a, a good game. I'm very excited to watch it. And I mean, obviously, Jokic versus Giannis is, you know, a battle that we only get to see twice a year for the most part. Yeah,
0: and hey, one of them won't be ducking the other one. Mr. Joel Embiid won't play in Denver in like five years. Crazy stuff.
1: It's crazy. He's reported missing in, uh, in Denver, but... At least Joel Embiid,
0: yeah. actually, Joel Embiid might not even be able to qualify for MVP. I think he has like six games left in the year and they have 38 games remaining to play. So yeah, he can miss no more than six games before he can't qualify for MVP. So maybe the Giannis MVP is something that we can still, you know, acquire this year, get this year, whatever. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily on Giannis's mind at this point. I think, you know, they're kind of just focused on getting this coaching situation right. Get back off to that championship mindset mentality. But yeah, hey, Giannis MVP three could be in store, Hirsch.
1: And Doc Rivers, I mean, hey, Joel Embiid won the MVP last year with Doc Rivers. Maybe, he, maybe Doc Rivers is that he that he has a superstar that's actually gonna you know play the play the games that are on the schedule. So
0: and maybe yeah, maybe this adds to the narrative too. Coach gets fired midseason. Giannis MVP he can hold him through whatever. Like he's that good, but. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I don't know. I just, I just want to see that. I just want to see this team, I guess, improve defensively going forward. I want to see the Dame Giannis connection, you know, really, really start to shine. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Doc, I mean, like I said, the true test for him really comes playoff time.
1: It's a big game coming up here on Monday for Bucks fans. Uh, should be very interesting. I uh, hope everyone tunes into that game because we gotta, we gotta watch and see what kind of coach Doc Rivers is gonna be for this Bucks team. But. I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Boxing 6 Podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxing6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven And Let's go look.